Listen for the word of God. There is therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and of death. For God has done what the law, weakened by the flesh, could not do. By sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and to deal with sin, he condemned sin in the flesh, so that the just requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us, who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the spirit set their minds on the things of the spirit. To set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. For this reason, the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. And those who are in the flesh cannot please God. But you are not in the flesh. You are in the spirit, since the spirit of God dwells in you. Anyone who does not have the spirit of Christ does not belong to him. But if Christ is in you, though the body is dead because of sin... The Spirit is life because of righteousness. If the Spirit of him who raised Christ Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will give life to your mortal bodies also through his Spirit that dwells in you. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Most gracious and loving God, I pray your anointing upon this service, upon this sermon, upon this message. I pray, God, that as we seek to please you, that we find your peace. In the name of Christ we pray. Amen. The burden prison I dwelt, no freedom from my sorrow I felt, but Jesus came and listened to me. Glory to God, he set me free. Set me free, yes, he set me free. He broke the bonds of prison for me. I'm glory bound by Jesus to see. And glory to God, he set me free. Now I am climbing higher each day. Darkness of night has drifted away. My feet are planted on high. And glory to God, I'm homeward bound. He set me free, yes, he set me free. He broke the bonds of prison for me. I'm glory bound, my Jesus, to see. And glory to God, he set
may be seated. Thank you. He set us free. He set us free from the bondage of sin and the bondage of death. And he made us free so that we can be free indeed. There's all kinds of things that we call sin in our life. There's all kinds of things. You may look at me and say, well, that's sin. I may look at you and say, well, that's sin. You need to quit doing that. You know what my biggest sin in life? My biggest sin in life is that I destroy the temple of the Holy Spirit. That is my, it's not my only sin. But that is my biggest sin in life is that I destroy the, the temple of the Holy Spirit. I'm thankful to Robert, uh, to, to, um, they've been Ted. I'm thankful for Ted and the hospital and how they've done the biggest loser thing. And I joined that on January the 3rd. Haven't been back since, but I've lost some weight. I've lost some weight. And that's the goal is for me to, to, to lose some weight. But you know, I was telling somebody one time, I said, if you, uh, uh, I don't understand how people can do drugs or whatever because they don't have to go to the place to buy them. And that and one young lady looked at me and said, you don't have to go to the donut shop. It hit home. It hit home. I don't have to go to the donut shop. There's all kinds of sin in the world. There's all kinds of sin in the church. Some of those sins are lust, gossip, hate, pornography, greed, deceitfulness, destruction of the holy temple, selfishness. And as I preach this morning, as the message comes through, and as as you remember that song, He Set Me Free, I want you to think about what is your sin? What is your sin? We're not perfect. We fall short. We get off that path. We get off that path and we, 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 sometimes we stray a little far. Sometimes we just barely get off and, and, and God gets us right back on because our focus needs to be on Jesus Christ. Your focus does not need to be on my sin. And to be honest with you, even as your pastor, my focus is not to be on your sin. But what will lift you up? What will lift one another up? What will edify the body of Christ? What will, what will happen when, when, when we realize that we have been set free from our sins that I have and that you have? It is then that God will glorify us as a church. It is then that God will glorify us as Christian people and He will take us and He will lift us up. Do you realize that Christ took upon our sins when He died on the cross? He took our sins when he died on the cross. Even that thief on the cross that was beside him said, I want to be with you. And he said, this day you will be with me in paradise. He felt his pain. Literal pain hanging on the cross. Jesus felt his pain. Jesus feels and he knows our sins. He paid the price for our sins. He paid the ultimate price that our sins are washed away. Years I was in the United Methodist Church and I did not hear a sermon on sin. I never heard sin mentioned from the pulpit. I heard a whole lot about grace. I can tell you all the graces. There's, there's uh, sanctifying grace, which is grace after we are saved. There's justifying grace, which is grace that, that is there for, that cleanses us from our sins when we realize that we have sinned and we ask Christ into our life. And there's prevenient grace. That's that grace that we don't even know that we need grace. We don't even know we have sin in our life. I learned all about those, but I didn't know anything about the sin that needed to be erased from our lives. I didn't know about the paper towels that you needed to break through. Ashley, that was great. I didn't know, although I knew that I was a sinner, I never heard about sin. But just like the lady told me, you don't need to go to the donut shop. Well, that went back to I. 
You know, right in the middle of sin is that big letter I. It's not you. It's I. I. But the only way we can rid ourselves of sin is if we follow in the steps of Christ and we follow the leading of Christ. Christ died for our sins. The scriptures today tell us that Christ took upon our sins so that we might be free. That we might be set free. That we might find hope. That we might know purpose. And that hope and purpose is is, is within the love of God that is within us. Our job in life is not to tear somebody down. Our job in life, if we're going to talk about somebody, let's lift them up. Let's talk about how good the choir was. Let's talk about how good Cody is. Let's talk about how good you are. Let's talk about how good each one of us. Don't don't tear people down. Because that's sin. That's sin. We call it gossip. When you tear somebody down. Whether they ever know it or not. God wants to put us on the right path. He wants to put us on the right path. I went to the doctor the other day and, and I was so disappointed in my doctor. She said she didn't want to see me for six months. And she felt bad and came to church and sang in the choir. I had to tell her I lost weight. She said, oh yeah, you did. But you know what? When I weighed this morning, I had gained a little bit of that weight back. Because I knew yesterday I shouldn't have eaten those chicken and dumplings. I knew it. I knew it. That was that sin that was in my life. I knew I was doing it, but I did it anyway. Couldn't wait to get the Cracker Barrel on the way home. They had the best chicken and dumplings with cornbread. I did forgo the Coca-Cola cake. I didn't have that. But just like that, Our sin gets us off track. But God is there to get us right back on track. To get us right back on track. I want to lose weight. Not because it will make me look pretty. I've never been pretty. But I want to lose weight because I want to raise my kids. I want to raise them and see them grow old. I want to see them have have kids and and great-grandkids and however far it goes back. But sin gets in my way. Sin gets in my way. And you know what it does when you're big and fat and you have heart problems? I don't have any heart problems. That's what they tell me. It kills you. You know what it is when we let the sin in our life grow bigger and bigger and bigger? It kills us. It kills our spirit. It kills our relationship with Jesus Christ. It kills all of those things that we have worked hard for when we fall back into that sin. But God is there to pick us right up and move us back on. This morning when I woke up, I was was a bit disappointed, but I knew I could get back on track. And before I ever put my feet on the ground, I said, Jesus, you've got to help me today. You've got to help me to be who you want me to be. You've got to help me to be who you have created me to be. You've got to help me to be in your image today as I wake up and get out of this bed. And I got up and I got out of that bed and I thought, oh, another day. But before I could take a few steps, I got energy like I hadn't had in a long time. And I thought, I can conquer the world today. 
I can conquer the world today. And it wasn't because of my diet. It was because I gave it to Jesus. When we give our sin over to Jesus, He takes it and He tramples it and He gets rid of it. I was getting in the elevator Wednesday night. If you were here Wednesday night, you heard this part. But I was getting in the elevator Wednesday night. And Karen, I heard Karen, they they tried to close it on me before I could get in. But I pushed that button and it opened up again. And I got in, I heard Karen say, I had to stomp the devil to get here tonight. And I said, good to hear you say that because that's what we're talking about. That's what we're talking about, stomping the devil. And that's what we're talking about this morning. We're going to stomp the devil. The scriptures tell us that, that, that God has put Satan under our feet. And that we can walk on him and that we can trample him. And that we can not only just tiptoe around him, but we need to stomp him and quit being babying him. Because we're afraid of him. Not only has Jesus paid the price for our sin, the little sins or the big ones, if it's which just veering off the road to let somebody pass that's living right, or if it's going way off path and has to be pulled back by, by a tow truck to get back on the road. Whatever it may be, Jesus has paid that price. But even more than that, we have been adopted into the sonship and the daughtership of Jesus Christ, of of, of God Almighty. We are His children. We are His children. What would you do to keep your kids on the right path? What would you do to lead them in the straight and narrow? What would you do to be able to know that they're walking with Christ? You would give up your life. Jesus did that for us. He adopted us into that court of heaven. When we adopted our oldest kids, we were sitting at the table. It was summertime and Sandy was working for the state and I was working for the school and I was off. And and we were sitting at the table in the dining room and eating lunch. And Daniel looked at me and he said, he was three and a half. And he looked at me and he said, I'm glad you're my daddy now. It just made my heart feel so happy. I said, you are. Why are you glad I'm your daddy? He said, my other daddy didn't want me. And that broke my heart. That broke my heart. I've got a daddy that wants me. I've got a daddy that has his arms open wide saying, come to me when you have problems. Come to me when you're troubled. Come to me when when you're starting to stray off that path. Come to me because I'm waiting with my arms wide open to accept you, to take you. To be that God and that Savior that I was always meant to be. The scriptures tell us Jesus knows our pains. He knows our hurts. And that he has come that we can trample over those pains and those hurts. And we can receive the victory that is there for us. We can receive the victory that is there for us. We can get rid of those pains, those hurts, those sorrows. We can get rid of those sins that separate us from God. God will never leave us, but we get off that road and we get separated. He's always there saying, come back. Come back. I want you back. He's there to those that have never known him. Say, no matter what you've gone through, no matter what your life was like, I want you. I want you. He's saying, give me your pains, your sorrows. Give me your troubles, your trials. 
Give me your empty bank account. Give me your full bank account. Give it to me. And I will bless you. I will bless you. We are called to follow Jesus. We are called not to fall into the sin that it comes against us. We are called not to go into that path and into that journey, into that road that leads us from Christ. But many times we don't follow that call. We don't follow that call and we look away and we think, oh, it looks so good over there. Look how much fun they're having. How many of you know that Christians can have fun? We can laugh, we can party, we can have a good old time. It doesn't have to be all gloom and doom all the time. It's fun to be a Christian. People talk about coming to church. and I read this thing, I forget who, who shared it. Somebody from the church shared it. And said so this lady said she would never come to that church again. And, um, pastor asked her why. And actually that pastor that posted that was a pastor I went to college with. And asked her why. And she said, because of the hypocrites. And because I know your leadership in the church. And I know how they live their life. And because of this, because of that. And he said, okay. And he said, before you leave the church, I want to ask you to do something for me. And she said, okay. What do you want? He gave her a full glass of water. Filled to the top. He said, I want you to walk around the church several times. So don't spill a drop. She walked And she walked, and she walked, and she came back and handed him the glass and said, I didn't spill a drop, I'm ready to go. He said, you know why you didn't spill a drop? He said, do you see any hypocrites? She said, no. Did you see any bad leaders? No. Do you know why? She said, no, it's because you were focused on the water. You were focused on the water so that you wouldn't spill a drop. If your focus is on Jesus Christ, you don't see the sin in everybody else. But you see the hope that is within yourself. I see the hope that is within me. I see when I need to get back on track. I see when I need to be more in prayer. I see when I need to be more in scripture. I see when I need to stay away from the donut shop or cracker barrel. I see when I need to do all of those things and stay focused on what is the main thing. And the only main thing that we can focus on is Jesus Christ. It's Jesus Christ. Last week I opened up my life to you. I opened up my life thinking this is a dangerous thing. And I've gotten to know some of you better this week than I've ever known you. Because you have shared with me. Like never before. Christ wants us to open up to Him. To open up to Him. To share with Him our pains, our agonies. And to receive the power that He wants to give to us. To trample on the devil. Because the devil doesn't have any power. If we're focused on the Lord. The devil has no power. No resources that can come against us. If we're focused on God. If Jesus Christ is our main thing. If it's not what somebody doing wrong. Or how somebody might be living their life. If we keep Jesus Christ as our main thing. 
but can trample the devil every time. He has no strength. He has no power as we're on that journey. It's when we get off. It's when we get off that journey that he begins to take that power. Let's not give him any power. Let's focus on the main thing. Let's know that he has set us free. No matter what your anguish, no matter what your sorrow is, he set us free. No matter what's coming your way, no matter what you may face tomorrow, no matter what you faced yesterday, no matter what it is, Jesus Christ is your power to get through. Get on your knees and pray. Call upon God. Get in your prayer closets. Lay in your bed and cry out to God, God, you've got to help me when I put my feet on the ground today. But let Him have control. Let Him have the power that He deserves in your life. Let Him help you conquer those things that the devil will throw at you. There's sin. It's sin. It is sin. But thank God, we have His grace. We have His grace to be forgiven, to be loved, to be understood. We have His grace to receive the power that we can be set free. I thank God because He set me free. He set me free. Has he set you free today? Have you thought any about what your sin is? What is that thing that holds you back from really fulfilling what God wants you to do? God is opening doors for us left and right. Right, You as individuals, he's opening doors for ministry. We as a church, he is opening doors for ministry. As a church as a whole, the universal church, he is opening doors for ministry and we are too afraid to walk through them. Walk through that door. Walk through it with boldness and love. With excitement. Look and see what is it that God wants you to do in this place. At this time. Who does he want you to touch? Whose life is hungry and crying out? Who doesn't know the power of canceled sin? Lead them, love them, guide them. Be an example for those that are hurting, that don't know Christ. Or those that know Christ but are not quite on that focused path. He paid the power of canceled sin. He set us free. From our selfishness. From our destructive ways. He set us free. And set us on the path of righteousness. That we might find his glory. That we might press on towards the mark. And that mark is Jesus. And Jesus only. I love that song. He set me free. And I know I can't sing. 
And I was scared to death to sing it in front of y'all today. But I, had, I couldn't let it go. I told Cody, don't tell David. <laughs> He'll have a heart attack. <laughs> Cody was practicing and David said, is that your prayer lady? He said, no, Daryl. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> if you remember nothing else when you leave here today, please remember, he set you free. We had the victory in Jesus Christ over all the sin that can come our ways. We had the victory of Jesus Christ over everything that happened yesterday and everything that will happen tomorrow. We have his victory. We have his promise of his victory. Will you take it? Most gracious and loving God, thank you for setting us free. Thank you for giving us the victory that we have in you, Lord Jesus. Help us, Lord, to receive that power and to receive that victory. Dear God, if there's anyone here today that is fighting that, that, that sadness, the sorrow, the sickness of sin that can come our way, I pray that they will give it to you. I pray they will give it to you. Help us, God, to be energized with your love and your power. Help us to be energized, Lord, as we get back on the path of righteousness and we follow you. Let us get rid of the little things and the huge things. That causes us to fail and to fall. That we might look only to you. Church, the hurts that you have felt this week. The pain that has been so strong on your hearts. Those things that you have tried to give up. To give away to Jesus. And the hurt keeps coming back. Know that he's there. To hold you. To cry with you. To give you strength and courage and power. To bring healing to the lost. To bring healing and hope back to the hopeless. Let him have your troubles today your trials, your problems, those things that the devil throws in your path to try to get you to veer off. Give them to Jesus today. Please stand as we sing our closing hymn. The altars are open if you'd like to come for prayer.